0: This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee. Two weeks after the collapse of that condo in Surfside, the search for survivors has become a search for remains.
1: The work continues with all speed and urgency. We are working around the clock to recover victims and to bring closure to the families as fast as we possibly
2: can.
0: The focus now is the survivors, helping them deal with the trauma.
2: Imagine being a family who has lost everything, including loved ones, and the devastation that they're trying to climb out of also having to deal with the bureaucracy that comes with trying to rebuild their lives.
0: The governor is also promising survivors will not have to pay property taxes on the rubble that used to be their home.
2: I've uh,
3: ordered all our folks to suspend any type of property tax enforcement. I know Mayor Kava is doing the same for these uh, notices.
0: If you lost power when Elsa blew through, Public Service Commission Chairman Gary Clark says it should be restored today. He made that announcement Thursday.
4: We still had, I believe, around 5,500 outages uh, across the state of Florida, but those are all being worked on and anticipated to be all cleared up within the next 24 hours.
0: Storm damages were minimal, but there was one fatality. A sailor stationed in Jacksonville died when a tree branch fell to the street and tore the top off his car as he was driving by. Democrats in the state Senate want the governor to do a better job convincing reluctant Floridians to get vaccinated. Two South Florida men are suspects in the assassination of the president of Haiti. The Florida man who created a charity called We Build the Wall and was accused of keeping the money for himself has been indicted again. And Florida realtors bank big bucks for their constitutional amendment drive. We'll also have your calendar of political events and the story of a Florida man suing a Florida couple in a dispute over dogs, a stolen fence, peeping neighbors, high-intensity lights aimed next door, and signs accusing the neighbor of being a perv. In other words, just your average day in the land of Florida man. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Friday, July 9th. This is Fashion Day, Kebab Day, and National Sugar Cookie Day. On this date in 1795, James Swan of Boston paid more than $2 million to settle the USA's debt to France for loans that financed the American Revolution. The guy actually made money on the deal by selling off portions of the debt to other investors. In 1911, John Archibald Wheeler was born in Jacksonville. He went on to become a physicist and was the first American involved in the theoretical development of an atomic bomb. Wheeler passed away in 2008. In 1981, Nintendo released a new arcade game. It was called Donkey Kong. And on this date three years ago, Donald Trump nominated Brett Kavanaugh for a seat on the U.S. Supreme Court. It was an emotional day in Surfside Thursday as the search for survivors at the Champlain Tower South became a search for remains. Miami-Dade Mayor Daniela Levine Cava says work stopped at 1.20 in the morning for a memorial to the victims.
1: The work continues with all speed and urgency. All task forces are being deployed from across the country and the world. Uh, We are working around the clock to recover victims and to bring closure to the families as fast as we possibly can. The number of confirmed deaths is now 60, with 35 victims identified and 34 next of kin notified. 200 people are accounted for and 80 are potentially unaccounted for. Our detectives are working hand in hand with the crime scene and medical examiner uh, personnel, moving as fast as we can to identify the victims and notify the next of kin in order to bring closure to the families. And I also want to take a moment to talk about the extraordinary work that our team is putting into the recovery of victims on the site. Every victim we recover is handled with extreme care and compassion. So we have had faith leaders embedded in our operation since the beginning, including rabbis and faith-based organization called Zaka that's working directly with the Miami-Dade Police Department to do everything possible to handle the remains of Jewish victims in a manner consistent with the Jewish faith and with all the care and sensitivity possible. We have a tent designated on site and when a Jewish body is discovered, a prayer is performed and specific protocols are followed to honor both the faith traditions and the integrity of the investigation. We're also proceeding to collect and catalog the personal items as they're identified on site, any legal or identifying documents, any photos or albums, school graduation documents, jewelry, wallets with documents such as credit cards, debit cards, etc., and also small communication devices like cell phones, tablets, and iPads. Any religious items, any engraved items, any firearms, any safes, and any currency is being specially set aside. Our team will be carefully tagging these items and we're creating a process for families to submit reports about such items that they're missing as we work hard in the weeks and months ahead to reunite family members with whatever items are possible. I wanna thank all the first responders and all the teams who've given everything they have to our search and rescue and now to our recovery mission. You are our heroes and heroes.
0: Governor Ron DeSantis says it was a tough day for everyone involved in the tragedy. They had all been hoping for some sort of miracle,
3: we hoped that there would be survivors located. And when we didn't get it initially, it's kind of like uh, really not you inside. I know it was just absolutely terrible for the families to just not get any information about a survivor being found. It was the best efforts were being employed, for sure. And then I remember, I think it was the Saturday after it happened, being out there, more debris was being removed, but then some of the smoke and the fires and I just had a real uh, bad feeling, it was like in the pit of my stomach, just, man, this is, uh, this is not good. But they kept carrying on. They did, they did all that they can, uh, they did all that they could. Uh, but but it's, been a, it's been a rough couple of weeks. And, and I think the waiting and trying to, is there hope? Will we be able to have a miracle? I think I know it's weighed a lot on the families. It's weighed on the whole community. I know it's weighed on all of us who've been participating in this response. And so, so yesterday was tough, but the, the work's gonna go on and obviously they're gonna identify every single person. And we obviously wanna do all we can for the, the survivors uh, and the family members. Uh, to get them on their feet as best as we possibly can. It is not going to be easy. This is a, a big uh, void that's going to be felt, not just in these families, but in this community as a whole. But we, we understand this is not something that uh, pretty soon there won't be cameras here, but we understand that this is something where there's, the needs are going to continue. And so we want to be there. and We want to be
2: helpful for folks.
0: As the search for victims continues, Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz says they're trying to figure out what the government can do to help survivors of the condo collapse.
2: Part of my responsibility is gonna to be to make sure that when the cameras turn off and when the uh, the hard work begins to make sure that the recovery for not only the uh, those that have been lost, but the families who have lost everything, uh, that, that we make sure that that pathway is as smooth as possible. So I've been working with our federal agencies, NIST, the SBA, FEMA, OSHA, uh, so many of the federal agencies that are going to be a part of the long-term needs that each of these families is going to have, that the communities that I have the privilege of representing in Washington are going to have, because obviously in an unimaginable, unprecedented tragedy like this one, no one budgets for this. No one plans for the kind of response that is necessary. And so making sure that we stay in this for the long haul is gonna be absolutely essential. And we don't know just what the needs are gonna be. Some of them are gonna be needs that we can accommodate, try to accommodate by adding to the federal budget some of them may ultimately end up requiring an emergency supplemental appropriations bill. I'm gonna be continuing to work with, uh, with my colleagues here to make those determinations, and also working uh, at, the, at the very most personal level with my constituents to see how we can help them just get through the overwhelming bureaucracy that, uh, that, that this tragedy has represented. Because imagine being a family who has lost everything including loved ones and the devastation that they're trying to climb out of also having to deal with the bureaucracy that comes with trying to rebuild their lives that's my job that's the job of my team is to help make sure that we can help them if not ever become whole again to make sure that we can start to piece back together the shards of their life that have been blown apart
0: and Governor DeSantis says one of the first things the state will do is make sure the survivors of the collapse do not get slapped with a property tax bill for property that no longer exists.
3: We're also working to provide as much relief to the families from the state perspective as we can. So I've uh, ordered all our folks to suspend any type of property tax enforcement. I know Mayor Kava is doing the same for these uh, notices. And my goal is, is to suspend, waive any law I can under the state of emergency to forestall that. And then we probably will just ask the legislature to remit any of the property tax liability from Champlain Tower South. And so we'll work hard on that and, um, and I think we'll be able to get that done also going to meet with some uh, families about any outstanding needs. You know, I think FEMA has been great. The county's been great. We have charitable organizations. Florida DEM has been all hands on deck. But there are things that pop up that maybe people weren't thinking about. So we want to be responsive. And there's been a huge outpouring uh, of charitable interest, not just from some of the organizations that we know, uh, but either other folks are asking me how they can help. So I think we want to channel that in appropriate ways.
0: There's a makeshift memorial wall near the ruined condo that includes white poles, one each bearing the name of a confirmed victim of the collapse. Sharpies have been added so that people can leave messages for the families of the victims. All the people who lost power when Elsa hit the state should have their service restored by the end of the day. Public Service Commission Chairman Gary Clark made that announcement at the start of Thursday's
4: PSC meeting. On behalf of this commission, I'd like to express our gratitude to uh, those individuals uh, who have been out working uh, for the last several days. Uh, We're very grateful that uh, the storm was as mild as it was. I I realize a lot of people probably had some damage and some losses and understand we had quite a few outages. We still had, I believe, around 2,500 outages this morning, 5,500 outages this morning uh, across the state of Florida, but uh, realize those are all being worked on and anticipated to be all cleared up within the next 24 hours. So again, on behalf of the commission, thank you to all of those who have participated in the storm recovery efforts. Uh, your efforts and work do not go unnoticed. Have our gratitude.
0: Governor DeSantis says we came through the storm pretty much unscathed, well, almost unscathed. There was one fatality that's been blamed on Elsa.
3: As these things go, probably as minimal impact as we would have anticipated if we went back four or five days, there was not any widespread property damage. Unfortunately, there was one reported fatality. It was kind of a freak thing where a tree fell on somebody uh, in in a vehicle. And so we're obviously very, very sad to see that. But in terms of any widespread damage, it came, there's some water, there's relatively modest wind, and then it moved through uh, the state.
0: The victim of that freak accident has been identified as Deshaun Johnson, who was assigned to Patrol and Reconnaissance Squadron 16 at Naval Air Station Jacksonville. He was driving when a tree branch snapped and ripped the top off his Dodge Challenger. Democrats in the Florida Senate are asking the governor to do more to convince Floridians to get vaccinated. Almost 10 million of us have already had our shots, but that's less than 50 percent of the state population, and cases are starting to surge again, thanks in part to the Delta variant. In their letter to the governor, the Senate Democrats say Republicans have been the most reluctant to be vaccinated, so they believe it's up to the Republican governor to break through that reluctance and close the vulnerability gap. The Miami Herald reports two South Florida men have been arrested in connection with the assassination of the president of Haiti. James Solages, who describes himself as a philanthropist and child advocate, is from Fort Lauderdale. The second suspect, 56-year-old Joseph Vincent, is from the Miami area. Florida realtors invest big bucks in their constitutional amendment that would stop state lawmakers from raiding the Affordable Housing Trust Fund every year. The Realtors' political committee, Floridians for Housing, banked $8 million last month. $5 million came from Florida Realtors, $3 million from the National Association of Realtors. They anted up in June to beat the new law that caps donations to amendment drives at $3,000. Now, that law was supposed to take effect July 1st, but was blocked by a federal judge who said Florida's new law is in direct conflict with binding decisions from the U.S. Supreme Court. The city of St. Petersburg has collected more than 10,000 dead fish over the past week. That's about six tons worth. It's the result of a red tide infestation that's been ravaging the Pinellas County coastline. No one really knows yet if Tropical Storm Elsa helped or hurt the red tide problem, but apparently it pushed a lot of dead fish closer to shore. A Florida man who created the GoFundMe page to help build Donald Trump's border wall has been indicted by the feds again. Brian Colphage of Okaloosa County was already indicted by the Southern District of New York for fraud and money laundering-related offenses for his We Build the Wall fundraising. Now he's been indicted by the grand jury in the Northern District of Florida on charges of wire fraud and filing a false tax return several months after the first indictment. Time now for your calendar of events, which begins with a meeting of the Board of Massage Therapy at 9 in Panama City Beach. The Board of Podiatric Medicine meets by phone at 9, and at 9.30 Saturday morning, Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed, who is running for governor, will speak to the Villages Democratic Club. Who knew they had Democrats in that GOP bastion called the Villages, let alone enough to form their own club? And finally today, a Florida man is suing a Florida couple who lives next door after squabbling for three years. This began as a dispute over four barking dogs and the boundary of a fence between their properties in Palm Harbor but it escalated into a peeping Tom lawsuit filed last month in Pinellas County. In that suit, Timothy Anderson claims that Joseph and Tanya Kunkel responded to his complaints about their noisy dogs by installing three high-intensity lights and aiming them at his home at night. Anderson eventually filed complaints with Animal Services and the police, and when cops investigated, Tanya Kunkel tried to turn the tables, accusing Anderson of peeping while she was sunbathing. A short time later, the Kunkels tore down part of Anderson's fence, claiming it was six inches over the property line, and they put up several nasty signs, including one that read, Tim is a racist perv stalker and is taping us 24-7. Anderson is suing them for defamation, nuisance, and theft of a fence. That's it for today's episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again Monday as we plumb the depths of Florida politics.